0: And I think that the way the word validation shows up in other disciplines confuses what we mean by validation in human processes and relationships.
1: Yeah, it's scary. It's, it's really scary because you have to. It, it pushes on our own vulnerabilities, our trust of self, our trust
0: of the other. What's hard is when we start to lead people into offering validation to one another. Sometimes these other definitions or other experiences of what it means to validate confuse what we're actually trying to invite and coach couples to do um, in in the relationship. So this is not about assessing whether it's correct or not.
1: We are two unique female professionals and friends that
0: have come together to have meaningful conversations and a little fun along the way. Welcome to the Arable podcast where curious minds grow. I'm your host, Jenna Mountain, and I'm your other host, Kimberly Galindo. Okay. So today we are going to unpack um some concepts that we see show up often in marriage, couples relationship, counseling and coaching processes. So, we're going to talk about this idea of offering the power of offering validation to each other. And how imperative it is um, in the relationship in relationships and connection and some of the things that we typically see people struggle with uh, in, I don't know, the process of offering that, the willingness to, to offer it, the understanding what it is and what it's not. And so it is one of those things that I think A lot of uh, couples and marriages get hung up on. So, we're going to unpack that today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because I think when we find it, when we experience it in a relationship, um, especially our intimate relationships, um, the experience of validation, um, it feels so good. We can feel the health in the relationship. We can feel the health inside of us. You know, when we have these moments where it's like, oh, I feel really validated. Um, and I think we just I don't know, I think we have misconceptions about how we get there, and then I think in specifically when I think about conflict, and I think it's just human nature, but we think, well, validation's not gonna help me. I want to get to agreement or I want you to come over to my side or I want you to come chase me, and that'll feel really good, and so I think there's a lot of just I don't know, just human myths that we hold inside of ourselves um or about our relationships, but gosh, when we feel it, and I think everyone, if they paused for a second and went, oh, I think about that moment and how validating that felt, like we want it, it feels good, But there are just these mm-hmm. barriers that get in the way. And then I think just yeah. sk- skills needed to figure out what a healthy
0: version of that looks like. As I'm listening to you talk, there's skills on both sides, to your point there are these moments where we have this felt sense of being seen and heard. And I don't think a lot of people know that that is validation or the result of validation. Mm -hmm. And so not only do we need to learn the skill of offering it, giving it, understanding what it's doing. um, But a lot of people don't know how to ask for that as a need and are aware that that's what it is. They just know it feels good when it hits. Right, yeah, <laughs> like but, they just know. What is it? that again? Yeah, and so what they do is they start going after that felt sense again. Sometimes, oftentimes, in a dysfunctional way. Again, if you don't know what you are trying to get, um, that that can get messy. So it can get messy on both sides.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, there's family of origin and there's life experiences and we're just not, it just isn't taught well. And I think it's becoming a little more a part of our cultural conversations, but, um, you know, thank you, Brene Brown, you know, empathy, validation, all these great words that we're now becoming aware of, but yeah, I feel good, but I don't know what that is. It might be validation. And then, yeah, uh, how do I give that even if I,
0: no, that's what I should do. So yeah, both sides. That's a good point. Yeah. So, uh, you bring up as humans, one of the reasons why we oftentimes don't have these skills or develop these skills. We, we kind of look into the history and the past of the framework and the context in which we developed and why that wasn't there. But I wanted to share a couple of thoughts and I have seen this show up, um, in some of the work that I've done, And, and I, and I think that the way the word validation shows up in other disciplines confuses what we mean by validation in human processes and relationships. And so Mm -hmm. just to throw some of this out, I've, I've gathered a little bit of this. So like when we talk about validation in some other disciplines, we really are talking about this idea of verification. like is the data correct? Can I validate that the data um, is is correct, right? Um, and so uh, when we talk about validation in uh, research, you know um, there's there's a, a couple different types of validity in research. Um, but you know, are, are we um, are we using are we defining and using the correct thing? So this idea that validation is about correctness um, shows up in a lot of other uh, disciplines. That I think I I think that sometimes is what is confusing when we talk about emotional validation. You know, in math. If you talk about validation, it's to ensure mm-hmm. um, there is some type type of correct user input or output. And so, but in psychology, in uh, emotional and human validation, we're talking about the process of of learning what's happening for the other person, seeking understanding, and it's really about acceptance of their experience and emotional. Um, kind of feelings and processes that are coming up for them and, and to see them. Right. Um, If I think about some of the relational nutrients that come from John Townsend's book, people, nutrients, or people fuel, excuse me. um, You know, he defines validation as conveying that a person's experience is significant and not to be dismissed. Well, that has nothing about assessing correction. Mm -hmm. Right. Nothing. What's hard is when we start to lead people into offering validation to one another, sometimes these other definitions or other experiences of what it means to validate confuse what we're actually trying to invite and coach couples to do um, in in the relationship. So this is not about assessing whether it's correct or not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. And I think that's where we see it get hung up. But I think to your point, you know, just we go with what we know. We've all been in math classes or had to take science. And, you know, I think we spend more time learning those things than I think we do relational skills, you know, just. And so it's like, okay, I have to like look for accuracy here and you Know con, con, mm-hmm. mat, mathematical congruence and whereas, yeah, it's just not. Um, so I think hopefully that reduces some some shame for oh gosh, why don't I understand how to do this? To go, well, well you know, mm-hmm. we've just been in all these other
0: experiences, and so, um, mm-hmm.
1: and, and maybe and I even, it plays
0: into, I, I think it plays into, um, kind of our human desire to be right so it's easy to like run down that trail
1: right and that's what i was gonna say is i think it i mean we're just just, it's there we want to be right we want the other person to look at us and go oh you're right i'm wrong which can feel validating right when someone says Mm -hmm. oh i see you and you know you are right. It's on the left instead of the right, you know, or whatever the, you know, conversation is and go, okay, that feels good. It does. It
0: feels good. But that's not going to happen all the time. And and if it's your only way of getting a sense of validation, now we have an objective to figure out who's right or wrong. And I, yeah. you and I both see that a ton. I don't even think couples realize they end up in that space and that feedback loop with each other.
1: Mm-mm. No, I don't think so. I think they keep – they're stuck and they keep trying to solve for it and, you know, figure out, okay, okay, let's go back to the drawing board and figure out who's right. Okay, let's go back. And I think the heart a lot of times, you know, is just we want to have healthy conflict. We want to communicate better. We want to get onto the same page. We want to agree And because we're taught some of those myths. And so I think – and selfishly, I want to feel good. And my hope is that when we work out the math, it'll be, yeah – Kimberly's right. He's wrong. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's like that would feel real yeah. good. And again, it happens sometimes, you know, when it's like, oh, honey, you know what? You were right. We do have that in the house. I thought we were out of milk. Oh, you know, I, it's like, okay, that feels good. But to your point, if that's like the only type of validation and then we're we're just stuck and we're just just keep seeking agreement and seeking – you know, um, who's right, who's wrong, Um, and then, yeah, I find that it leads to a lot of hurt and pain, because it's like, why are we so disconnected, and why do I feel so frustrated and angry, Um, because we just don't have, I think, the right definition, and I think that where you start matters, and if we can get on the same, which is why I love John's um, people fuel concept and his needs quadrant because I think and I I use that material a lot with couples because it's let's let's look at the definition of validation and again there's a lot out there and there's a lot of good ones but I like mm-hmm. just getting on the same page and going this is short and concise and easy yeah to think about, so I like yeah it. and you're just like okay that's our goal but I think that's what you should have to start with like. What is validation to you and to me? And if we're like, oh, it's a mathematical equation that leads to agreement based on data points, like, hmm, it doesn't sound
0: very connecting. <laughs> no, this is not going to work out well. So I'm glad you brought up the word agreement because that's that's a big piece here. I mean, we we often use the phrase offering validation does not mean you have to agree with the other person. And I tell you what, man, um, I I, I Couples can camp there for a while. That is like mental gymnastics for some people, a bit of a mind bender, if you will. And and so uh, you're bridging the concept of, when we're talking about psychological and emotional validation, we are not talking about verifying accuracy or agreement. So if I am going to offer someone emotional va- validation, I am not obligated to agree with them. And I am not saying that I do agree with them. Um, Add that to what you, you know, have really accurately touched on, which is one way to feel validated is when someone does tell us we are right. So we're not going to like not acknowledge that in the space, it's one way to do it, I think, because we have not separated out the difference between agreement and validation in the relationship arena. And you can get validation by being told you are or were right about something. Mm-hmm. There is this like hyper targeting of that's the way to get that need met. Mm-hmm. and that is i think i have this is just anecdotal like no data to back this up i i think that that's probably the least common way to get genuine validation in a healthy relationship because once you have entered two humans into the dynamic there needs to be space for different opinions and preferences and perspectives so you're probably going to be different in all of those ways more often than you're going to be alike. And how do you negotiate the space in between the two of you? If the only way to get that felt sense of my experience is valid is to debate and convince another party of that that really needs the same thing in that moment. They need to know that their experience was valid and real and their feelings are not to be dismissed. And so now you've set yourself up to be in a competition, a debate, where essentially to get your validation, you must invalidate the other person. Oh my goodness. And this is what we see all the time between couples. And I don't, again, I I don't think anybody walks in and goes, Oh, well, I've learned that I have to invalidate someone else through the process of debate and persuasion to get my needs for validation met. Like nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. Um, that's, that's some of the joy and fun of our jobs as coaches and, and counselors is to like put language to these things that are happening. Um, so that we can see them. I, what a terrible existence. I just think about that. And I'm like, that's lonely and hurtful and painful. And, and we, we work with couples all the time that really and truly are stuck in that space, but they have no idea what's happening.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think, um, it's a mixed experience and I, you know, I can very much relate. I can very much validate, (laughs) you know, um, (laughs) that like, oh, okay. I find out that like, I'm, oh, I'm stuck in this way of relating. That's not actually getting us to a place of connection. Oh, okay. Tell me a different way. We talk about the different way, which is this true, um, skill and essence of validation. And then it hits us. That it's the harder option. It's <laughs> the more nuanced yes, ma'am. option. Yes, it is ma'am. the the more selfless, more us focused option. And you know, it's hard work. And so I think sometimes consciously and consciously. You know, it makes sense in our heads, but then our our hearts our nervous systems and our relationships go. But that's. But I have to pause for. Hi, that feels hard. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, and sometimes I think because it it is. It's just a. It's a more complex way to get to this, and nuanced way to get to what are a sweet gift in connection. Um. Not to mention, it's just, it's a new skill. And even when you're like, okay, I'm going to lean in and do it, it just, you know, it's new and it's hard. Um, so I think there's some of that in the, like, I'll hear a lot of like, oh, wow, yeah, when you say it like that, that makes a lot of sense. And then we're like, okay, so let's go apply it. And then it's like, oh, that doesn't feel Resistance, good. resistance. I don't, don't want to do good. it.
0: Uh, <laughs> As I'm listening to you talk there are thoughts coming together for me. So I'm gonna extrovert them out there and then you can do your introverted packaging of them more nicely. Okay, I'm gonna be messy. I think, I think that people at least initially resist doing this because if we go back to what we just kind of logic, which is I know how to get validation through being right. If I insist on doing that, I'm essentially attempting to take my validation from you. Mm. So it is a little bit more of a strategic and calculated way to get my needs met. If I'm going to hold space and offer you validation and not take mine via debate and persuasion, right to be right rather than just seen, you might not give it to me. And I don't know if I want to take that risk. I think that's one of the reasons people resist. I'm putting words to it in a new way for the first time for me.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's scary.
1: It's it's really scary Mm -hmm. because you have to. It, It pushes on
0: our own vulnerabilities, our trust of self, our trust of the other. You know, and I'm not in control of getting that need met if I'm not being strategic about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: uh Yeah, the lack of control that I think ultimately
1: we do not have, but we're under the Mm-mm. illusion, of the under the illusion that we have it when we control for it, control for our getting our validation.
0: And I think couples, at least in some of the situations where you and I have worked. You know, they're so desperate for that felt experience of validation. They've not had it. That can even pre-exist the relationship that we're working with in the moment, right? Like that marriage. um, it, it the, the need for validation could be really starving, if I can use a term like that, because even pre this relationship, they didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Because this is not something that just a few people suck at. Like this is this is something that we pretty as 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 human nature we're not very good at this. And so there's a good chance that, you know, these people have walked into this relationship having fewer than needed relationships where they have received the validation that they needed, all the tracking all the way back to the families that we grew up in. So essentially, I want you to imagine inviting a person to come to a feast, right, like a table, starving. But the rules are you have to wait until the person across from you offers you what you need instead of just picking it up and taking it a little bit. I mean, it's a little bit what we're talking about here. Now, we can ask for validation and we can get to that here in a minute, but this idea that like someone offering validation is a gift. Mm -hmm. It is a gift. And most people walk into, you know, relational dynamics, pretty starved for it. And so it's hard to resist the... The movement toward that strategic, calculated way of getting that met through debate and persuasion, which is essentially more or less taking it via being right rather than being patient and building the skills of you both learning how to offer it and not have to agree. I mean, we're just, it, if I can just start to be messy and unpack why it is hard for someone to choose to do this work. Oh sure, yeah,
1: absolutely. That's it's very vulnerable, very scary. Um, and if it's new, you know, you don't know if you're gonna you're gonna get it. And it's a new skill for both parties when they're first starting off on like, okay, we're gonna look at this thing in the here and now and make a better future. Um, it's fumbly, right? And so then we come in with, okay, I'm gonna sit down at the table, and are you gonna? offer this to me and what if it's mm-hmm. offered but it was delayed you know you didn't pass you didn't pass the food until it was kind of delayed or it, i didn't want that dish i actually wanted that one <laughs> you know or i don't know you know i'm using your mm-hmm. metaphor um you know and just it's messy and especially because you know most of the time it's two, two people learning to do it together and so i think it's like and i think sometimes it's a there's a an evidence bias there to go, oh, see, look, I'm not going to get my needs met. I sat down at the table. I did the mm-hmm. right thing. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Oh, gosh. And then we'll go back to, quote, unquote, the old way, You're right? And just kind of keep getting into data and I'm right or you're right or whatever the goal might be there. Um, yeah. And that's disappointing and sad and then you know I'll hear a lot of like well see yep just doesn't work. Um I find I find that a lot, <laughs> a lot of folks want to argue with me about data and <laughs> I find that that arguer part of us that shows up I'm like
0: oh hi okay so you're gonna show up yeah, and- it's not even just with their spouse it's with no. us as the coach. <laughs> yeah they're I like, like to tell you mm, that you don't know what you're doing. This, is oh, this dang, isn't this isn't I do disagree this way too <laughs> I just disagree. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, and no. then guess what? I, I actually like those opportunities. Cause then I'll go, okay, well you get to do that. And it just totally catches them off guard that it's like, Oh, she's just going to let me do that. Like She's not going to argue with me the way I can get other parties to argue with me. And she's going to give me permission to disagree. And I'm noticing that my disagreement isn't controlling what she's going to do in this space. Which is the power of and we've mentioned this in several episodes like being self differentiated mm-hmm. your disagreement also doesn't have to throw me off my axis and shoot me into an emotional experience where I am assuming that your disagreement invalidates me so now we're kind of we're kind of flirting into. The topic of self validation, which I think is really important and another one of the hurdles to offering validation relationally. There are times when, um, we can't receive validation from others because we, we can't receive it at all. Like we essentially limit live in an internal space of invalidation. And so we're maintaining you know, uh, thoughts and feelings and structures inside that, that keep us from validating ourselves. And so even when someone offers an acceptance of us and our experience, we are busy rejecting ourselves. And so there's like no runway for that very kind plane of validation to land, if you will. Um, and then there are times when we need to be able to validate ourselves because someone else can't offer it to us. So, you know validation is not just something that you get externally it is also something that's an internal process
1: mm-hmm. oh absolutely and you've got to be able to do both um, to your point you know sometimes it's because we can't can't receive and then i'd like lo- i'd love to paint the picture that you know every couple comes in realizes the value of what, vulnerability and validation and understanding um, we're on parallel paths and it matches perfectly but it doesn't always happen that way Mm-mm. and so sometimes you know you have a spouse that's having more difficulty learning the skill or getting on board with the value of validation and I, I think it can be painful um but I think there can be a good skill that gets gained in that type of dynamic because um, we can validate ourselves. I think, and hold the grief that we would also like the person that we love to validate this as well. You know? And I think that's, that's some of the kind of harder work when it's not parallel. And, and it happens a lot of times and that, that that's a lot of fun when it's like, Oh, okay. All right, man, this is new information. This is, Awesome. Let's go. Let's attack it. But, you know, um we're all paced in our processes differently and um for sure that self-validation piece. Um So, walk us through what, what does that look like? How
0: does that happen? <laughs> How do we validate ourselves? Yeah. Well, again, if we could go back to some of the words that we're trying to i don't know tease out we're talking about acceptance without agreement um without judgment um and that doesn't mean that there are never times and places to like reevaluate and um but i i think the posture of curiosity and non-judgment and when i mean non-judgment i'm i'm talking about like this idea that so I'm in the self validation kind of space where we shame ourselves for having an experience that does not invite us to make changes. We may need to make that basically tells us that we are incapable of changing. So if, if the judgment is from this place of shame, we get frozen in that more or less. So, so let's start with the self. Um, and and let's just throw out some examples. I think, you know, I actually saw this meme the other day that was like, Ever saf- self-gaslighted yourself? And I was like, oh, what an interesting concept. Yes, I think we do that all the time, you know, where it where yeah. we say silly things like that's not real, or um, you're just you're just making this up, or you're making a big deal out of nothing that didn't really happen like that, right? This, this inner dialogue where we talk to ourselves, where it would be invalidation in a relationship if, if like you were saying that to me about something. And so the reverse of that is, hey, I really am feeling this. I'm not as much consumed in that, that initial moment of, is it appropriate? that I'm feeling that is it, you know, where's that coming from? It starts with just a, a sweet place of acceptance of these feelings are real for me. Um, you know, in, in the, in the kind of adventure and process and grief and trauma of the pandemic, like I have chosen to go and, 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 and return to my own mental health work, which I think is just, I think everybody should right now. Um, totally and, what I'm learning about myself is actually my thoughts and cognitions and feelings are in a pretty good place. Um, It's just, I, I have this nervous system that's having a really hard time letting go of things. So like in my body when different, I mean just everyday life stuff blips on the map. Well, what is really helpful for me if I were going to validate myself is like, Hey, My body is talking to me right now. It's having a hard time letting go of this. Um, I'm going to hold that space for myself really gently and kindly and compassionately instead of like going to a place of like shame and what the heck is wrong with me. And why do I care so much? Like just this really punitive, you know, disgust type language towards myself. I'm going to accept that this is my experience um, and then if I want to process through or get curious and, and, and continue to engage it, but I, it always has got to start with that place of self-validation. Um, so that's my example, um, of, of if we're going to start with a self, like a self-validating posture, c- can you offer an example of like, what, what would it be to offer your self-validation?
1: Yeah, I think And well, as you talk, I'm reminded that our relationship with self and others um, isn't all that different. I think you know. So, like as you talk, that's as I'm like, oh, we can just apply this in both directions, right? And but, and we need both. Um, I think we have to start with empathy. So, as I think about an example of, I mean, just the example you were given. Um, I could see where, you know, maybe your cognitions and your emotions are fine and so your body's firing off and you could be like, but but your thoughts are fine and your feeling your feelings are fine. Yes. To start with empathy use for, that as evidence of debate or whatever. Like what's wrong with you? Like this should not this should not be a problem. Um but to start with empathy for whatever part or aspect of you is struggling and just go, I'm just empathetically going to I love the word curiosity for a lot of things. I think a posture of curiosity and empathy for ourselves and for the other, whatever it is, just to go, I'm just curious. And I think, if I think about any example, what I'm very aware of is we have to slow ourselves down. And that typically starts with empathetic curiosity versus problem solving, solutions. Formulas, figure it out, because that's not the part of the brain and our nervous system that we need to get into in order to get to clarity. Because a lot of times, when when we need validation, some aspect of us is struggling or dysregulated or experiencing some some sort of distress, mild or severe, <laughs> you know, and then we do the shaming thing of, well, go figure it out, or it's not a big deal. I don't know why you're doing this. So I think to start with, you know, a nice little conversation with yourself and say, hi, I see you, right? Just like you do it with, with another person. I see you. I see that your thoughts are okay and my emotions are okay, but I see that my body's not okay. And I will offer myself just some curiosity about when did that fire off? Where am I, where am I in that, pro- have, have this been going on for an hour or a couple of days or, you know, and just validate that, like, that's where I am. And take the pressure off to, I think, figure it out. And to my personality types out there who are thinking, but isn't that the goal? I mean, to get to self-growth and other growth and, like, we got to, you know, got to grow. And I'm like, yes, we want to grow, but you're not going to be able to do it in the state that you're starting because you don't feel validated. So to those that want to be productive, I'm like this whole self validation and other validation experience will actually get you there. Um, so empathy, curiosity.
0: Yeah. So as you're talking about that, so I am one of those productive types. Um, and I think it's, I under I have a very felt understanding of that desire. I think I think sometimes a reframe for those personality types to realize, I mean there was just so many good things we could rabbit trail off of what you said. The emotional experience is good information you cannot use it effectively if you are not willing to pause and be in it to truly understand like part of understanding it is to like pause breathe through it feel it get in touch with it because that you know one of one of the big Misconceptions about our emotions is that they're more problematic than helpful and, and don't don't get us wrong. they can get miswired and all those things. but even if they're miswired, you can't you can't do the corrective healing work until you you get in touch with them. Our emotional body and nervous system is a gift from God to help us know and be aware of what's happening ar- around us. And when we dismiss it, we cannot get to know what is happening in our human experience for ourselves. And when we dismiss it in relationships, we cannot get to know deeply what's happening between myself and someone else in the relational dynamics if I am too busy dismissing either of our experiences. Mm -hmm. And so, just this, this deeply devalued dynamic of our emotional experiences we're, we're a little bit getting to, you know kind of hooking around to some other foundational misconceptions and so we can't effectively engage and benefit from the gift of our nervous systems and emotional processes if we are too busy invalidating ourselves or somebody else. We are literally leaving out one of the most important parts of, of the human experience. We don't even realize we're doing it. That's huge. Oh
1: my gosh. It's just huge. It's a huge part of us. But again, I think for a lot of reasons, we just kind of put your feelings aside and let's do the work. <laughs> like, well,
0: huh? That's a, that is a business relationship. Actually, That's not. No, not lead the <laughs> connection. You will not get that intimacy that you want. Uh -uh. And then there's a ton of other things. Um, so like we're, we have spent, you know, most of, most of the episode kind of unpacking, um, the concept. There are skills that aid in moving into a better, Um, Better habits, a better space for this to be cultivated and flourish. And then there are really bad habits that move us away from conceptually understanding and experiencing what we're talking about. And so we do spend a lot of time because I, I can imagine sitting in front of people teaching this and going, okay, well, how do we do it? Well, there are, there are certain skills that aid in a transition towards embracing offering, receiving and understanding validation. And then there are really bad habits that move us away from it. And we do spend a lot of time teaching that, um, with our couples. And I would say that that's one of the unique things about how we work with couples is we are teaching to the concept and the skill at the same time Mm -hmm. so that they're really getting the benefit of the process. Whereas I think not all, there's some really, there are wonderful training programs out there. I'm not, I'm not, just saying we're the only one I do think there are some out there that are really offering a cheap a cheap version where it's teaching to the technical skill and not the essence of the concept and the skill which really gives that felt experience that couples I think most couples are looking for
1: absolutely I mean I think just one the felt experience of that but um if you actually want it to work, you know, you got to speak to the whole experience and the whole system and, you know, technical skills are good, but if their human factors not there, that, you know, every conversation is different and every person is different. And, um, then I find that it just, it can be very overwhelming or shaming, you know, to go, okay, well, I followed the script and it didn't work, you know, so you're probably, if that's happening, probably missing, um, you're probably just missing a lot there (laughs) and you're missing out and it's it's probably feeling very shamed, you know, just like, uh, okay, screwed this up. Um, and essence matters, right? You know, we talk about that all the time. Like skills are good, but the heart of it and there will be moments where you have to be Mm -hmm. curious and flexible and um, nuanced. And again, I think that's, this is the harder way. It's a more human way though, right? You know, I think as we started, right? You know, it's not a math problem.
0: <laughs> well, again, and I tell couples this all the time if I could give you some linear hard formula for this, that would give you short term relief, but I don't think it'll get you your long term outcome. You know, those yeah. linear formulas are more about being in control than um, they are about really reaching the goals that I think most couples have. Yeah. So I know everybody wants that formula. Mm-hmm. But that, that's just – it's not it, – for, for what we're talking about today, it's just really probably not going to lend itself to the experience, not the outcome, but the experience – that most couples are seeking after, so. Okay, friend, I always love dialoguing with you. What was your takeaway today?
1: You know, I think just the reminder that our, the relationship with ourselves and with the other, Mm -hmm. whoever that might be, our spouse, our friend, um, has so many of the same skills. Like I know that just curiosity and empathy and validation, being so powerful with self and with other, I think is a good, it's just a good reminder. You know, I think our, working on our relationship with yeah. ourselves is just as important as working on our relationship with our with our spouse. What about you? Yeah.
0: Um, similar. You know, I am one of those. It's probably funny hearing this from a productive personality type. <laughs> um, I. I'm, re inspired and refocused. Um, that you know for those of us that fall in that category, we need a reframe that what is productive is doing something different than than outcome focused work mm-hmm. and oftentimes in relational work um if if we can make th- those of us who desire for productivity and and doing and going and that that is, those are not altogether bad things, you know those personality types are also gifts to the world. We have to reframe that what is productive in a relationship and what moves things forward is counterintuitive, if you know, based on a little bit how the other parts of the world work. And so we have to make a big mind shift there. But I will say this once that shift is made, I think those personality types like run with it real hard. It's pretty beautiful. I've seen it. And so just the idea, like if someone falls in that category, that we have to reframe, we can still use what drives those personalities, but we have to reframe it so that they're driven in the right direction. And I I think I think that that's kind of what stood out to me as we were talking about all of it again.
1: Yeah, Uh, you really can meet your goals and flourish um, by doing it this way.
0: Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Arable Podcast is hosted by Jenna Mountain and Kimberly Galindo.
1: And edited and co-produced by Chris Vargas and hosted on Podbean.
0: You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.
1: Visit our website, arablepodcast.com and find Arable Podcasts on Instagram or Facebook. You can also
0: find both of us on Facebook.
1: You can find me, Kimberly Galindo, on Instagram at
0: theKimberly Galindo. And me, Jenna Mountain, on Instagram at the Jenna Mountain.